pitting their opponents below the belt for years now. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Bo. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you want to hang around the likes of this man. This, man. this is the Lowblow on WrestlingAudio.com. It's a rather discombobulated edition of the Low Blow here at Wrestling Audio. I am Mo Lightning. He is Balls. Balls, happy VD. <laughs> I I hope to God you mean uh, Valentine's Day and not uh, some sort of disease. You, know, you could pick whatever one you want. I was originally thinking about Valentine's Day, but if you want to celebrate the other, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, no, no. You phrased it like that, so it could be taken either way. Exactly. You're assuming I have an STD. Now, I'm not. I'm not assuming you do, but I'm not assuming you don't. Ah, erring on the side of, eh, it's possible. Yeah, that's between you and your doctor and the the human beings and or animals you may have given it to. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to assume. This is a judge-free zone. Yeah, yeah. We we do we know we, we place no judgments here on the low blow ever. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true. Sometimes we judge really harshly. What? No, we don't. Okay, we do do that. Yeah. And today we're judging Greg the sound guy. He's the reason why we're discombobulated today because uh, normally Tuesday evenings, myself and Greg host the big show. And then Wednesday evenings, both balls and myself do this here low blow. Well, if Greg has to cancel or balls has to cancel or I have to or whatever, we, uh, we then try to combine all of our forces together and turn it into a triple threat show, which was the plan this week until about, what, two hours ago? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And Greg's like, um, uh, so uh, I uh, didn't realize it was Valentine's Day, so I can't record tonight, guys. <laughs> now, of course, he said it squeakier and a lot more awkwardly, but all the same, he forgot that he should probably do something for his wife on a day like today. So he canceled with very little notice, and I will admit, we were being pretty lazy. The show was all him. It was. He came to us and he's like, I'm going to get news and the WrestleMania fun facts. And he was going to debut a new segment. Yeah, he has a special I, segment that he's pushing to next week uh, as he says that the big show should be back in action as normal next week. Uh, uh-huh. So my guess uh, off air that it was a Valentine's Day uh, segment. I'm now starting to think maybe it's not because, again, if Greg didn't realize it was yeah. Valentine's Day, that's probably not the special segment. No, no, I, I agree. Because we were going, oh, maybe it's, you know, worst weddings in wrestling, worst relationships, whatever. Like, that could be kind of fun. And yet we did not get our hopes up. And that's fear why. that it would cancel. And it did. And that's why. That's why. Uh, if <laughs> if you're new to wrestling audio, you enjoy what you're hearing today, and you're going to keep tuning into our podcast, uh, I'll give you this advice. Never look forward to anything that Greg the Sound Guy promises. <laughs> if there's one thing from this site that we've learned over the 12 plus years is when it comes to greg expect the unexpected uh wesley snipes says always bet on black um we say never bet on greg yeah pretty much yeah always yeah. bet on the opposite uh however the one thing that greg has been correct about is uh, how quickly we've gone through the wrestlemania fun facts which we were supposed to do today uh oh. we we went through that 
God, probably like three times quicker than I expected. Right? Because he actually did it. I yeah. He showed up over the last 12 months, and that's and that's amazing. So anyway, <laughs> we we had to kind of here last minute throw together some stuff because we, we tossed out the recaps, knowing that we weren't going to have time for a Raw recap or a SmackDown recap. We tossed it out and moved forward, and with this little warning before the recording of the show here, not enough time to, to finish up the viewings of our shows, get that recap ready to go. So I thought I would throw together what Greg would normally do, uh, and so we're going to have the news here, news, rumors, headlines in a little bit, and Balls, he thought of a, I assume, six things on your mind list. Yes, six things on my mind. I did double check that there are, are actually six of them okay. before we started recording. That's always helpful, yeah. Ooh. And five things, because I was lazy. <laughs> six things. I'm going to think of the sixth thing as I talk about the other five. And just hope something spurs a little imagination. That's that's what happens. Which as show hosts for 12 plus years, you think that we'd be able to do that, but we dumb. <laughs> No one said we were good show hosts for the past 12 plus years. No, no, no. And uh, probably that video, why, uh, you know, we did, we did the show, which, by the way, if anybody uh, missed it, I think it's still available on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wrestling audio. Uh, Balls and myself did the low blow live from Wizard World St. Louis just about two yeah. weeks ago. And I was astounded by the interaction on our Facebook page. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a, a Sunday morning central time. A Super Bowl Sunday, so I I attest the the extra online love to people being bored waiting for their Super Bowl activities. <laughs> uh, you're probably not wrong. I'd like to think it was us, but yeah. I can see what you're I see where you're going. Yeah, I mean I I appreciate your optimism there. I, I like to be realistic. Uh, either way, uh, decent turnout, uh, especially for for the time of day. No wrestling representation at the show. We were it, and then online a lot of love. That uh, that video, that Facebook Live video, now available at again our Facebook page. So I toss it over to you. Six things on your mind, wrestling related. I hope. Oh uh, yes, yes, they are all wrestling related. Phew. Um. I want to start with the two funny ones first, I think. Um, they're on my mind because, honestly, they're hilarious to me. Uh, Ric Flair selling autographed sexual consent forms entitled The Woo Compromise on his website. Uh, apparently, <laughs> WWE made him take them off his Twitter. He thought they were in bad taste, but I think it's hilarious. I would like to read you The Woo Compromise. Please do. Please do. Okay, let me see here. By signing this compromise, both parties involved agree to ride Space Mountain and engage in sexual relations on this night. This contract adheres to guidelines of informed consent, and both people in the relationship must be present and not in an intoxicated state before <laughs> signing. No party shall be pressured or persuaded into something that they do not want to do, and they reserve the right to terminate the contract if need be. This contract has been signed and sealed approval of the nature boy rick flair who has taken many women for a ride on space mountain and has <laughs> the utmost respect for women that's that's beautiful <laughs> that brings a tear to my eye you know i honest to god kind of want to buy this <laughs> so so how much does something like that cost i, I don't know I, I didn't go to his website i found it on on another site but i do want to go to his website and find out exactly how much it costs Oh man, I gotta I gotta open up a window right now here. <laughs> Ric Flair sex consent. What is 
What what is it called officially? <laughs> the sexual uh, the woo compromise. The woo compromise. All right. It's five O's, if that helps. <laughs> yes, I see that. Uh, so, RicFlairShop.com is uh, the site that came up here, the official store of the 16-time yeah. world champion. And the very oh. first thing is, have the nature boy call your sweetheart, Woo, with uh, with four O's, but they're all hearts. Uh, spend $200 on RicFlairShop.com, get a phone call from Ric Flair. <laughs> you could do that or just or just have a birthday, and he'll sing to you on stage. Like he did for me. All right, so I'm I'm going through. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Maybe I maybe I need to do a search. Um, maybe, maybe WWE made him take it all the way down. But at, at the time that this was posted, he just took the promotion off Twitter. He didn't take it off his website. So maybe by now it is gone. But okay. the fact that the woo compromise even existed is hilarious all right so i'm gonna go to his other website he has natureboyrickflair.com as well <laughs> of course he does just just hoping i can find it somewhere nope nope it goes back to rick flair shop so yeah that's it's completely off at this point oh man yeah i'm into wow. that i want to i want to search where's the search option on your website old man where how much was the the woo phone call uh, again you have to spend 200 dollars oh. on various items Oh, so okay. it not, I mean, uh, if you could find one item for $200, then hey, knock yourself out. But, <laughs> uh, you know, if you wanted to get up a shut up fat boy t-shirt, that's twenty seven ninety nine. How many, damn it, how many woo compromises do I have to buy? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I wish I had an answer ah. for you. I wish I did. Uh, you could buy uh, the, the young ladies in your life, Ric Flair leggings. There's either woo ones or ones with his face going woo on them. <laughs> Those are $45 a piece, but well oh, worth God. every penny. Man, now now you've got me wondering where, where specifically the face is on that uh, legging. Uh, well, there's none directly above no-no parts, but oh, okay. there there is a little bit of cheekage action. Okay, I yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, like, not man. not blatantly right there. Not like not like a Scott Steiner, Rick Rude, boom, face right there on the junk sort of thing. Man, because that would have been like either terrible and wonderful at the same time for whatever graphic designer came up with that. That that wouldn't have been very woo consentful. <laughs> no. Not at all. Yeah, I'm still I'm still looking through, just in case. Like they like changed the name or something, but uh I'm Sarah, man. I'm, I'm not seeing it. My last ditch effort is to look on eBay and see if Woo Compromise is being sold, <sighs> is being resold by somebody. I'll I'll do all of your searching for you. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm Woo, you, you said five O's. Five O's. Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I got like seven golf clubs. Just Woo Compromise eBay coming up. I got it. Yeah. I got nothing so far. I'm saying golf crap. Yeah, that's what I got too. Never golf compromise, crap. which if you're a golfer, you're like, oh, that's an okay brand. <laughs> maybe maybe Ric Flair compromise? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Greg drops on us, and we're like, you know what? Let's just do a show live and see what happens. <laughs> right now, people are going, we're listening to this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, no, no Ric Flair compromise coming up either, so... Um, are you sure this actually existed? Maybe there was actually no consensual agreement. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it. That's how I read it. It's, huh. 
Yeah, it's not on Amazon either. So, all right. Well, I I refuse to believe this existed. I think you made it up. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's amazing. Uh, believe me, I wish I could make up. If I could make up stuff this great, I'd have a I'd have a different job. This is true, and you probably wouldn't be podcasting with me. Well, I I still would. I just wouldn't be in my basement doing it. I'd have like a studio. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> you have a pretty small basement. It's true, I do. Have you seen the decorations? All the toys? Mwah, magnifique. Yes. That is very nice. Um, but we'll move on from uh, Ric Flair's sexual consent to yeah. uh second thing on my lo- mind, which I thought was also f- equally funny, but completely different. Multiple, multiple radio stations confuse latest NXT signing <laughs> uh, Warbeard Hansen with the band Hansen on Twitter. Multiple radio stations made the mis- this mistake when tagging that, hey, Hansen's coming up next, or Hansen's coming up into town for a concert. Hansen News. They all tagged Warbeard. Well, that's, and it's amazing. I don't, I, I don't know if... If if I'm happy for 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 the war guy, or if I'm upset, I'm like, should I applaud him for having the Twitter handle that's so confusing, or should well, I shame him? It's not his Twitter handle is at Warbeard Hanson. It's not like it's like Hanson WWE or something like that, or it's even just at Hanson. Yeah, at Hanson. It says Warbeard in the in the title. Huh. And his reactions were great because the first one he's like, um, okay, and then the next radio station he's like, "Are you serious right now?" Huh. I'm gonna kind of know who's going. at Hanson now, right? Just just regular um, at Hanson. Okay, so Hanson's coming into town, right? Is what these radio stations were tweeting. Yeah, either into town or you know coming up next on their satellite radio, whatever. Which is odd because Hanson music. Is what comes up. Okay. So uh, if you just type in Hanson, uh, and as even says, it's it's verified, formed in 1992 by brothers Isaac Taylor and Zach. Mm, bop, <laughs> bop, da, ba, da, mm, bop, you know whatever. Uh, so so how do you how do you confuse that at Wardbeard Hanson with? Because that's uh, not even like the first thing that comes up. No, it's not. That's why I don't know. Like. Like how do you just type in Hanson and then something happens and you're like, oh, that I'm sure that guy with the beard is it. I mean, yeah. he on my list and I am friends with somebody that has Hanson in their handle. So maybe mine is, is slightly askew. Uh, but my my Hanson list starts with <laughs> Hanson music. And then yeah. then my then my follower, friend, whatever, the person I follow uh, at Bam Hanson. And then there's okay. a Sarah Hansen Young, and then finally at Ward Beard Hansen comes up number four. Um, it probably has a lot to do with who I follow, but like Ward Beard Hansen is number one on mine. Okay, and then Hansen Music is the second one. Huh. All right. All right. So and yeah, it's probably other people. There's okay. algorithms and stuff like that, yeah. but even then, it's I. I can't believe that people, the radio stations or media in general, would be so lazy. Warbeard Hanson, yeah, that sounds like the Mbot people. <laughs> They've gone metal. They're trying a new thing. I, I mean, they did. They did go this serious a decade ago or so, right? I think so. Yeah, they went a little gone. rock, uh, not a lot rock, but a little rock. Um, did did they go Warbeard serious? I don't know. Apparently, these stations think so. Oh man. 
Well, I'm glad that Warbeard's getting a little bit of extra attention. It's actually probably bumped up his profile a little bit. It might have. I hope so. I hope it exposes his wrestling to a whole new audience. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, too. You know, uh, Izzy could be a big fan of both Bailey and Warbeard now. <laughs> God, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Let's see here. Number uh, in no particular order. Let's do the Dolph Ziggler sweetheart deal. Okay. All right. I cross something off my news list. Yeah. Um, allegedly, he's signed a deal that I have read is two years long, $1.5 million per year. Um, involved in the deal is, you know, he gets to leave whenever he wants. He doesn't he have doesn't to stick have to around leave. the arena. Yes. He, you know, once his match is over, he can leave. Um, and different things like that. Maybe on, in your news article, do you have exactly what else is involved with it? Uh, let me let me pull it up. That's what she said. Um, ah. So so this came from an independent wrestler who supposedly has a source on the inside who told him this. So this is you know hearsay person to told a person who told a person who we're now telling yeah. all, a whole bunch of peoples. Um, so anyway, <laughs> says that. Um, he is basically the sweetheart deal was offered so much that yeah. he's coming in and just putting other people over now that he doesn't even care if he loses because the pay is just so, so sweet. Yeah, that's what. And, and then I read another article today that was like, Oh, he had no intention of really leaving. Like he, he always planned on staying. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think he was like dipping his toes in the indie water to see what he could come up with. But, one point well, five million. I'd let anyone pin me, also. So yeah, and also the only other thing of note, and again, this is all hearsay, but uh, the only yeah. other thing of note is he can take outside projects as long as they don't conflict with his schedule. Which I'm assuming is more like comedy and not other wrestling. Uh, it could be comedy. It could be some of the political stuff. You saw yes. that he was starting to do some political reporting over the last uh, elections, the big presidential election. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's going to dip his toes in all these different waters. I hope so. I hope we do see Dolph like expand his uh, brand and set himself up for a good two years from now when he probably does leave. He's no, never leaving. I hope not. Don't you say I like that. I'm, I'm, I was really excited for where his character was going. I don't quite know what to make of it right now, but I'm letting things happen. Um, but yeah, but what do you think of the deal? Do you think it's weird? Do you think it's a good move on his part? Well, it's a good move on his part if he's just trying to to set himself up financially in the future. Uh, you you can't you can't disrespect this deal. It's a good deal for him, and he does whatever the company asks him to do, knowing that at this point he's probably not a main event consistent star. Yeah. I, I maybe in this deal somewhere he's promised a world title reign again of some sort, a world title victory. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. um, two years. It's it's a it's a good deal while he continues. Again, these other outside projects, albeit stand up or acting or reporting, it allows him two years to to find something. Which I don't think a guy like him is going to have much issue anyway. But yeah, yeah, I think it's good for him. WWE is they're the ones I question. Yeah, I, 
why do they care that much? That's kind of what I thought was, oh man, like you got to wonder about your you know financial resources when you're that concerned that Dolph Ziggler sticks around when really you've treated him like crap for the past year. But he is talented, but still, I mean, you've let other talented people go. I am wondering if that's the reason, because they realize they've dropped the ball on Ziggles, who over the last couple yeah. of years here, the guy sells. I mean, he's unmatched. Nobody could, could match his level of selling in the modern era. He's kind of the Shawn Michaels of the of the modern day roster. Uh, yeah. The guy's great. The guy can go. He can talk on the mic when he actually has direction and motivation. So maybe they are worried that Dolph Ziggler becomes the next member of the Bullet Club. That's what I'm wondering now is that Cody Rhodes or just Cody has just scared them into, oh, man, we got to make sure we take care of this or else he will go to somewhere else and will be a bigger name than he was with us. I mean, you look at Austin Aries moved over to Impact Wrestling as now your world champion holding like 18 belts at once or something. Right. Uh, Greatest man that ever lived. Right. It's... You know, Austin Aries isn't as much of a threat as others, but Dolph Ziggler, under whatever name, is going to be a recognizable star to a general wrestling audience and has the ability to adapt and move anywhere he needs to move. So maybe that's the fear is that, okay, we dropped the ball on him. Somebody else could really push this guy to the moon. Let's keep him so that doesn't happen. Yeah, and I do think it's like he he still can go. Like if he was in the twilight of his career where maybe he's not as mobile or not as able to work, then maybe they let him go. But they realize he's still viable and can still do things and might as well have him put over the younger talent on his way out. Which I'm fine with that concept. I I know a lot of people that listen to us, I would even argue you for for quite some time of the existence of this website really love uh, the hell out of Dolph Ziggler. I never disliked him, but I, I was never fully on on his on his bandwagon, I guess. Uh, but a lot of people still think he could be a top star if WWE pushed him right. Do you think he could be a consistent headliner? At this point, no. I I don't think so. I think there are so many people on either roster ahead of him that they would have to do so much to try to repair his character and repair the damage that's been done recently to to make him a a big draw again um yeah i mean between owens and styles and nakamura and realistically baron corbin is probably higher up the ladder than he is at this point um and then you have raw's main event scene is even worse so, yeah, I don't know that you could make him a consistent main eventer. I think he is that guy you can throw in if you need your main eventer to face someone of a high caliber, but not necessarily who they're feuding with at the time. I think you could throw Dolph in that spot easily. He's he's a credible guy. I mean, he can he can work any spot on the card, and you're not going to question it. But like you said, he's he's not going to be headlining WrestleMania. There's too many names ahead of him, and and even reaching back a few years, I don't know if Dolph was ever in that spot to headline Mania. No, I don't think Mania. I think he was a good SmackDown World Champion, like that. I remember being fun, but. Not much else. I can see fans' frustration, though, uh, especially oh, yeah. when you see somebody like Randy Orton, who 
could come and go with that world title whenever he wants. And, and Dolph Ziggler's been working his ass off, arguably as much as Orton, if not more so, uh, over yeah. the years. And Orton's just one example. But, you know, Orton, you 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 see him win the world title, it's no big deal. You expect it, while Dolph Ziggler should be on the same caliber, but he's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, you mentioned uh, Bullet Club. You mentioned uh, Cody Rhodes. Well, apparently, Kenny Omega, uh, we talked maybe a little bit about it a week or so ago when allegedly Kenny Omega was kicked out of Bullet Club at New Japan's pay-per-view. Um, the headlining matches for the Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling Honor Rising Tour feature Kenny Omega teaming with uh, Kota Ibushi as the Golden Lovers, which is what they were, I guess, in New Japan around 2014, to take on the Bullet Club. So... I guess if there was any doubt that Omega was still in the club, it's probably unless there's a giant swerve happening at these uh, at these showings. I, I would imagine that Omega is out of the Bullet Club for now. Um, no, no, no. He turns on Kota Ibushi. Uh, all you know, the Bullet Club just starts yeah. beating down Kota until Dolph Ziggler makes a save. <laughs> Some sweetheart he said outside projects. Oh, man. <laughs> Doesn't conflict with my schedule. I'm free on Saturday nights. Ah, oh, we totally should have looked at this. Who didn't read the contract better? Ah, oh, man. Uh, good no, job, that... Dolph. Yeah. You'll never headline in this company. Enjoy working with that that bull club or whatever they're called. <laughs> um. So I guess going back a week or so, what did you think of? Uh, probably a couple weeks at this point. What did you think of Kenny Omega getting kicked out of Bullet Club? I think it makes a lot of sense. I think Kenny Omega has kind of become a fan favorite uh, over time. Where where the Bullet Club, yeah, they're fan favorites too, but they're supposed to be on the heelish side. You know, it's yeah. I uh, yeah, I, I like this twist. You can't keep adding members without having strong opposition. And really, right now, outside of WWE, one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star, is Kenny Omega. So so why not utilize that momentum? No, I, I agree with that. I, I think I was shocked by it. I really, I knew there was always tension between, you know, Cody and Kenny Omega. I, I was shocked really that they went with Cody as the new leader instead of keeping Kenny there and kicking Cody out. But I think, I think Cody, awesome. Kenny, Kenny's so, I mean, with his move set, his skill set, yeah. his, his mic work, Kenny Omega is a very likable guy, a very likable character. Where Cody, we, we like him too, we respect the hell out of him, but Cody is very old school, coming from his daddy, coming from uh, his older brother Goldust. Cody is very old school where he wants to be that top heel, he wants to be that slimy bad guy that people hate, and he does so many little things to make that happen, so where you're surprised, I'm not because Cody's so good in that role. He is. He very much is, especially if you follow him on Twitter or any of the Bullet Club on social. You can see it all the time. Um, I did notice, and I i mean, I don't follow New Japan as much as I want to, but it is so funny how, like, there's different tiers of Bullet Club where it's, like, the uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Page, uh, the villain, uh, Marty Scroll, and Cody are, like, the, the hierarchy. And then there's, like, the lower guys, which most of them are, like, founding members of the bullet club um like tomatonga and and his brother and guys like that but it's funny like when the kickout happened 
and Cody attacked Kenny, like none of the rest of the Bullet Club was there except for Hangman Page. Like no one ran out. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. So it is. Then that's the problem when you keep adding yeah. to the ranks, when you get a Bullet Club, an NWO, a, a DX, whatever the case is, when you get these popular factions, you have to stop the growth somehow. I, I do think it's interesting that at Honor Rising, on like Thursday night, Chase Owens, who is like a lower tier member of the Bullet Club, is teaming with Omega and Ibushi against other members of the Bullet Club. But then Saturday night, he's teaming with the Bullet Club against other people. I'm like, either something happens or <laughs> maybe they just need a guy. I don't know if you play up the fact that he's friends with Omega. I have no idea. But I was like, how does this work, Ring of Honor? Like, I don't understand. Maybe you're not supposed to pay attention to that, jerk. Maybe you're I'm ruining not. It. You're ruining their plans. Then they shouldn't publish them. They should not publish <laughs> the cards if if I'm not supposed to look at them and then ruin them. Card subject uh, to change unless you look at it, and then <laughs> and then you can guarantee it's going to change. Thanks a lot, Jerk. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Ibushi's probably not even going to be there now. Like, right. Um, but no, I think these Matt, these uh, I don't think they're on paper. They are on live stream, I guess, but not like a pay per view. Um, I'll be interested to see. They sold out very quickly. Uh, as the Ring of Honor New Japan co-branded sure. stuff always sure. does. Uh, but I'll be really interested to see what happens after this. I Amen. mean, it could be a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, next on my list, um, going from stuff like New Japan Wrestling to what was not so great. Um, I don't know if you've been watching, but I've been really digging the new 205 Live. I have not yet. I think I'm just scarred from the last year and a half that I just can't do it. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm like, I stopped watching a while back. But uh, the whole Drake Maverick thing, Rockstar Spud, who they actually called Rockstar Spud at one point. Like, they'll mention on, and I really did not think they would do this. The announcers mentioned that he formally went, formally known as Rockstar Spud, now uh, Drake Matthews. And I'm like, did they really just acknowledge Rockstar Spud? Like, I never thought his name was big enough to garner an acknowledgement outside of, you know, officially on air or anything. But uh, I think he's been great as a GM. Um, he's put together some hell of a matches for 205 Live. Uh, the Allegedly, Vince McMahon has kind of let go of 205 in making it character-driven like a SmackDown or a Raw and giving it more to Triple H where he can take it more wrestling oriented like the Cruiserweight Classic or like akin to like NXT. At least that's the that's what they've said. But uh, you have a bunch of new guys showing up. Uh, Mark Andrews, um, Tyler Bate showed up, Roderick Strong. Uh, the newest one who is going to show up I think next week is Buddy Murphy from NXT. Uh, rumor that the final person in the... Uh, the 16-man tournament to win the title was Leo Rush, but apparently it's NXT is calling up Buddy Murphy instead. They did a whole thing about Buddy trying to cut weight and get in shape, and he looks like lean and cut more than I've ever seen Buddy Murphy before. He clocked in at like 204, which is really depressing because I weighed myself at 203. I look nothing like Buddy Murphy. So Wow, you're at 203? I'm jealous of both you assholes. <laughs> Right. I'm even shedding weight, and I still, that seems like a pipe dream to me. Thanks a lot. Wow, you're really just ruining everything for me today. 
Oh, man. Well, I apologize on that. You want to come over but, and uh, kick my cat, too, while you're at it? It's a long drive for me to drive over just to kick a cat that I actually like. Yeah, and, 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 she's, and she's really cushiony, so it probably actually hurt your foot. Probably. Yeah. It would, like, she just, like, wrap around my foot. Um, but if you haven't watched it, I recommend you give it a chance. The matches seem longer. There's more. They seem better. Um, Hideo Itami, Roderick Strong was awesome. Um, I enjoyed uh, Callisto and um, oh crap, I forgot his name. <laughs> the other luchador. The uh, that's not Grand Metallic. Lindsay. Uh, yeah, Lindsay Dorado. <laughs> uh, that's all right. You're not the only one. No, I'm. Believe me, me forgetting names is going to be a theme on my next uh, my final things list. So all right. Uh, just if you're not watching the new 205 Alive, give it a shot. That's all I can say. Uh, it's It's been fun. I've enjoyed the tournament. Um, some fun matchups. Making former members of the Zoe train face each other with uh, Drew Gulak actually winning. So I am hoping that a lot of these guys get another chance to prove what they can do. Um, yelling. Uh, most recently, he just yelled at Jack Gallagher for trying to wrestle in a suit. Uh, that was good. I think the big ca- big test is going to see is going to be what happens once this tournament's done. Because right now we know the tournament's got incredible matches, and you don't really yeah. need much in the way of storylines. But once we've crowned that new champion, where does two hundred five live go? It's true. I, I do think, um, and while it has to do with two hundred five live, but it doesn't. To know that Neville possibly you know walked out and gave up his job. Because he would have had to to lose to Enzo, allegedly. That's you know what they say. And then now for Enzo to be gone, and we still don't have Neville, kind of sucks. Like the Neville character, I think would flourish even more in a wrestling intensive 205 Live. Well, do you think whoever wins this tournament is challenged by returning Neville at WrestleMania? I, I would I'd say like right after or the day after, maybe. No, I say before. I mean, it's, you know, turn turn this real life into a storyline. Yeah. Um, I think they crown the champion at WrestleMania. That's a long wait. It does. It seems like a really long time now that I think about it. But I swear that's what it was. Because um, they're already down to eight if it was 16. I want so. a champion now. <laughs> now, damn it. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would love that, though. Whoever wins this to... Especially if it was somebody new. I think it'd be fun if it was like a Roderick Strong or even Buddy Murphy, who really, wrestling-wise, you expect other guys to you know blow his doors off. But Well, for me, my, my, my push would be hashtag anybody but Roddy. Anybody but Roddy? Yeah. Not my because champion. He's... <laughs> because he's bland? Are we going with his bland? Oh, he's He's so bland. His whole career. The dude's talented, but so boring. He is. It's the only reason I was excited when he debuted with Austin Aries. I was like, oh, at least Austin can kind of make him interesting. No, still that guy in a varsity jacket. So so talented in the ring, but personality-wise, like I probably have better conversations with my wall. <laughs> it's a nice wall. Oh. It is a nice wall. It's, a, it's covered in wrestling figures. It's a great wall. It's a great wall. It's a very great wall. Um, final thing on my mind uh, is a seven-man elimination chamber. 
Uh, the part I mentioned earlier about forgetting people's names, I can only remember six of the seven contestants for this Elimination Chamber. All right, let's play another round of Who's in the Chamber? Ba-da-da. All right, our contestant okay. name is Balls. Balls, who are the seven stars in the upcoming WWE Elimination Chamber match? Uh, um, John Cena. Ding, ding, ding. The Miz coming in number one. Oh, you got it. Yes. Um, Elias at seven. Uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. He was supposed to be six. I don't know if they'd move him back. Now you're thinking about it too much. Who cares? Yep, I am. Elias. Got it. <laughs> um, Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. Three uh, to Finn go. Finn Balor. Oh, two to go. Seth Rollins. Oh, we got six. <laughs> and it just dawned on me who I forgot. Uh, <laughs> That would be Roman Reigns. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Oh, I forgot about Roman. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> that sounds like sounds like an Eminem song. Forgot about Roman. Forgot about Roman. Yes, it is. Oh, man. What? But, um, how dumb is that? A seven-person. How dumb? How dumb? I think it's awesome. What's wrong with like, you? Finally, in a match that you can't really twist... You find a way to just twist it a little bit, add a little bit of freshness. No, this is Make dumb. It. This is dumb because yeah, freshness is fine, but now we're going to be yeah. like, two people are going to wait in each pod. Three people no. are going to wait. Like, the first ever 20-man elimination chamber. Give it two years. No, I guarantee you, the first three is a triple threat, oh. and then the pods start opening. Yeah, this would be great if this wasn't the same seven people we see interact with each other every week. Well, you're not wrong on that part, but I still think it'd be fun with the, like a triple threat. Um, I, I, I do. I think it's fun. I, I'm not nearly as down on it as you and apparently most of the internet. Yeah. So let's. So next year, uh, WWE, because we want to top things every year. Uh, next year's Women's Royal Rumble could be 31 women because <laughs> we want to make it fresh. Yeah, yeah, no. It's just to me, it's 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 dumb, especially when you follow what's going on with SmackDown as well and their world title picture. It just shows that WWE has no plans between now and WrestleMania. They have their matches in their heads and have no yeah. idea how to get there. Oh yeah, no, I, I I did watch most of SmackDown, deciding if I wanted to do a recap or st- talk about stuff that was on my mind, and I'm like, this is really bad. I, I understand why viewership is down the lowest it's been since Halloween for that SmackDown episode because it's just stale. The oh. the, the whole McMahon versus Daniel Bryan, what could be a lot of fun, is actually coming across stale. And so so I'm, well we'll get we'll get back to SmackDown in a moment because actually yeah. that's in my news so we'll we'll okay. we'll we'll cover that again in a moment but. Uh, just the to me the idea, and that's why I'm not thrilled with the chamber. I wasn't, I wasn't as against it coming out of Monday night as I am now here on Wednesday evening recording this after seeing what happened on SmackDown. It just goes to show that WWE doesn't have other plans for these stars. To me, Seth Rollins getting thrown into the chamber uh, when the others look like, or I mean, I know Finn wasn't confirmed either, but uh, yeah. w- when it looked like. We had our set roster. Seth and and Jordan were going to do their thing with Jordan out. They just don't know what to do with Seth, so they throw him in. 
I I guess maybe I would be more excited for the chamber if I felt anybody other than Roman and maybe Braun had a chance to win. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I I do think who's winning is pretty obvious, but I I love the fact that Elias is in there. I think that's awesome. It's a great showcase I, for him. It's it, this is a great yeah. opportunity. We have seen some mid-card stars in the chamber before that weren't yeah. able to capitalize on that momentum. Hopefully Elias is not one of those guys. Yeah. Um I think I think the elimination chamber and Braun could be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of stuff for him to try to just rip apart. Um I think you're going to see Finn Balor coup de gras off the top of a pod. Um Makes sense, and there's more roof for him, more space up above for him to to fly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we'll get an altercation between Roman and Seth. Which, fine. Which, I, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I just, I just, I hear the 12-man the announce team just like, oh, <laughs> our brothers in arms, former members of the Shield, oh, what's going to happen? Can they put their friendship aside? It's... That's what I hear. Already I hear that, and I just I can't get excited for that. Because I also know we're going to see this matchup at SummerSlam. So somewhere <laughs> down the line, once Roman's champion and Brock's taking vacation, you're going to need a contender. Ding, ding, ding. Here's Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. I, just, I guess that's why I can't be. I, I, I'm not excited for this. I'm, I'm more excited for the, the women's chamber just because I think they're going to put more effort into it. Yeah. They're going to try. They have that chip on their shoulder, so the women are going to try to do what they can, where the guys, these guys have all fought each other so many times, they just go through the motions. <laughs> With Braun being the one guy I feel it's not. Elias has got yeah. something to prove, but Braun, yeah. he's having fun being a beast. <laughs> he Hopefully he brings really his giant cello with him. <laughs> I hope he does. Be awesome. All right, so so let's move on to the news here, since yeah. you know, and I'll try to keep this somewhat brief, since Balls wanted to uh, take over the entire show here today, um, <laughs> and that's fine because that was supposed to be Greg's job. Yeah. Uh, so as you mentioned, SmackDown received its lowest numbers since the Halloween edition. The lowest numbers a SmackDown has received for a non-holiday edition program in quite some time. The alarming trend to me would be every single week here in 2018 so far, what, five, six weeks in, yeah. every single week viewership has gone down for the blue brand. Yeah. I, and I, I, and I was going to ask, well. why do you think that is? I think what it is, at least in my opinion, is at least... It, Easily, probably all of 2018. It's the whole show is McMahon, Daniel Bryan. And yes, it, it plays out through Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn or AJ Styles or, you know, them one up in each other. It's and it takes so much time that they have so many wrestlers that are not on the show. Yeah. I just think that, that there's not really great booking decisions or pacing maybe pacing decisions like you know take out one segment with them give it to somebody else let let uh fandango and tyler breeze do something like try to freshen it up i know raw gets three hours so it's easier to get more people on but smackdown has a talented roster you just gotta show it 
Now this this wasn't my uh, unlike Greg the sound guy when he does the news it's all over the place I try to segue news topics when need be (laughs) today I'm tossing that out the window so I'm going to jump to another one which is uh, related to to what you're saying with SmackDown numbers product being stale we put this on our Facebook page and response has been completely divided to this 411 mania reporting that WWE has officially made the call to make all pay-per-views dual branded shows starting with the backlash event for cost-cutting moves and for creative purposes um and there, there's interesting parts about that cost cutting what does it save because i think you're actually flying more roster members to a pay-per-view than you would if it was just a smackdown or just a raw like i don't see how that works if if you're um, flying the whole roster there may yeah. be certain stars that aren't invited you may not see a fandango or a tyler breeze backstage at these events if they're not in storylines to be used I mean, that's, that's, that's my concern. Um, now, you, you bring up a good point. My, my very first concern with this idea is that because there are big stars that you expect to see on every pay-per-view, like back in the day, the young stars are going to be scraping and clawing for that opportunity where Roman Reigns is going to be on every pay-per-view now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's the way it used to be, too. So, I mean, it's like it's not necessarily unfamiliar territory to us longtime fans. But when you have these stars at the top, a Kevin Owens, who's going to be on every pay-per-view, a Roman Reigns is going to be on every pay-per-view, that leaves very little room at the bottom. Now, I I wonder, does this mean they're eliminating pay-per-views so it's just once a month again? Or are we still doing two a month? They're just both Raw and SmackDown. Like, now we we don't know that. I mean that's yeah. that's the thing is this is just the the base rumor from this website. It has not been confirmed, yeah. uh, so we don't know if this is true mm-hmm. or not. But I could see it happening that way because uh, it's probably it, even though the report says cost cutting, yeah. it, it may be a more of a profit motivated move. Because if you're going to a pay-per-view and Money in the Bank is SmackDown branded, you may be disappointed that you're not seeing a Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, etc. <laughs> but now a dual-branded pay-per-view, there's a chance you're going to see those guys again. Yeah, no, definitely. And you may bring um, more money in. I mean, you saw attendance. Attendance is going down at a lot of these shows. Not just ratings, yes. but attendance is down. Um, and not, not radically so. I mean, I think WWE is even reporting record numbers of attendance, but... That's also an increase of shows. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors in this. Uh, so so I understand the mentality behind this move. But as a wrestling fan, I'm still a little concerned that you know there's there's going to be young talent that let me let me back up just a little bit more again. Okay. Because there's so much to talk about on this, but we only have so <laughs> much time. Uh, supposedly WWE, according to this rumor further investigation into it. WWE realizes there's a lot of stale matchups and having mm-hmm. so many single branded pay-per-views makes it hard to switch it up. It does. Okay. I can see that. So this is an attempt to, to liven up the, 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 the feuds a little bit, which again, on paper, I love the concept, but how many of these pay-per-views are not going to include Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins? 
Now I'm wondering, like, does that mean it's Raw versus SmackDown at every pay per view, or? But then you don't the the. <sighs> Because if you did that, there'd be no storyline behind it. That right, would be annoying. Which which um, would be cool for the shows itself, Raw or SmackDown, where yeah. payoffs happen on Raw or SmackDown. So I'm not necessarily opposed to that, but I don't want to see that every pay per view. I think no. maybe specialty matches. There's a Raw versus SmackDown promoted match, but I don't want the whole thing to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Our very uh, own uh, British host, Dangerous Dave, he asked, so every pay per view is going to be Night of Champions. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. No, he's not. It's it's a legit question because why why almost like uh, Alexa Bliss calling out Kurt Angle recently? Why does the U.S. title get defended on the pay per view but not the IC title? Yeah, I guess it's up to their GM or whatever. But it just <laughs> it, it's 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 divisive. I mean, if you go to our Facebook page, there are some people that think this is a great idea and some people think it's a horrible idea. And I see both sides, like you said earlier in the show, trying to kind of sit back patiently, wait to see how it plays out. But yeah, uh, I think my, my move, and I'm not a businessman like these guys are multi billion dollar company or whatever they are. Um, I would have eliminated the numbers of it. And you know, for me, I would start at the bottom and start looking at the roster where we don't need to see some of these guys every single week. Like if we would freshen up Raw and actually focus and let Heath Slater be on a segment every week and Rhino and these guys, you don't have repetitive matches on pay-per-views, dual or single branded shows because yeah. you're not relying on the same five stars. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, put Ty Dillinger on TV, Put you know, um, the freaking bash brothers um bludgeon brothers whatever <laughs> you, you know that um, you're thinking about the bashams doug and danny i uh, not who, wrong who who can forget those guys everybody I know. except They're for me top top of my mind at all times <laughs> um, understandably so <laughs> yeah I, but i think you're right if we did just expand a little bit and then you could use some of these other guys to do good matches on tv who knows, maybe maybe Dolph Ziggler's setting a new standard by leaving for a few months and coming back. It freshens things up from time to time, and not just from injury, you know, like with a big yeah. cast coming back after being out six months or so. Uh, you know, there's you could freshen things up a little bit, and you're not relying on your on your top stars. And and obviously, you want to put your stars on TV. You want to get Roman yeah. Reigns and John Cena and and now Strowman and and. Uh, Owens and Styles and all these guys, you want to get them on as much as possible because they pop ratings. I get it, but um, you also, if you if you look at the bottom and develop storylines and direction for some of these guys, Goldust can wrestle on Raw here and there and actually give Roman the week off from in-ring competition. I'm not saying Goldust is in the main event and replacement of Roman, no, but... If Roman wrestles on Raw every week, Roman also further increases his chance of injury. Oh, yeah. I, I think that goes to something else you, you kind of mentioned with Dolph Ziggler. Is imagine if all these guys could get, maybe not everyone gets seven weeks off in a row, but if you, know, if you could give a guy three weeks off here, and then after his next storyline, he gets four weeks off, just to like relax and rehab your body some, I think you'd see a lot less injuries and a lot ha happier guys that are not on the road 
I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, we have all the answers. Uh, the yeah. production team already works their asses off, it seems. But, uh, you know, have more pieces, more promo packages for the star. So if Roman's not going to be on that week, you can still show us a 60-second promo uh, and let us know that he's around, that he's still dominant, his yard, whatever. Uh, <laughs> or or a pre-recorded segment or something. You can still do this, especially on Raw, where it's a three-hour show. Uh, and yeah. then you got SmackDown, and you got 205 Live, you got NXT, you have what superstars are still shown in certain markets, and you have the internet. <laughs> I like there's the mixed match challenge. There's so many outlets to get the stars over. Uh, there is no reason in this day of age why the bottom of the card is so pathetic. Yeah. And I'm sure the guys at the top, yeah, they love working their ass off. They know they've earned that spot. You'll never hear AJ or Roman complain about working too much. But I'm sure they would like an extra day or two off from beating up their bodies. I'm sure they would. Now, I'm not saying every other week Roman takes off. And Roman's just an example, by the way. Uh, but think about it you know uh, <laughs> if, if you have stronger characters at the bottom you're not relying on him even if he does wrestle maybe he doesn't have to be in the ring as much exactly more more mixed tag or something i don't know but uh so speaking of making changes wrestling dvd network.com is reporting that wwe home video distributor warner brothers may have taken most if not all of wwe blu-ray titles out of print Hmm. Now, this is existing Blu-ray. There's yeah. not exactly... Uh, w details are not known about future Blu-ray. Uh, don't know about the plans for the Rumble, but apparently uh, WWE will be announcing plans for WrestleMania 34 on Blu-ray soon. They have to get that out to, to outlets so they know if they should carry or whatnot. So we'll know what WWE is doing moving forward, but if you're hoping to get some former pay-per-views or collections on Blu-ray, get them now. <laughs> yes. Um, man, I'm, I'm conflicted, but I'm not. I have the network, so I don't know that I need any of these on Blu-ray. Like, Exactly. It's good to have a physical a, copy. It is. Like, We're old school like that. Up until very recently, I still bought CDs because I liked having physical copies of things. Um, most of my movies are still physical copies. But if I want to go watch number one, if I want to go watch a pay-per-view, it's probably not the entire pay-per-view. I probably want to go watch a match or two that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, so I can just do that on the network. I don't – and I assume that's what a lot of people are doing and people are just not buying these DVDs. I mean, WWE is going to lose that if they, if they haven't already lost that that income from the home yeah. video market. But they are pushing the network. They're really yeah. hell bent on getting more subscribers. And if you make it more difficult to find the physical versions for us older fans uh, in stores or wherever, you got to go to the network to get it. I'm yeah. not necessarily disappointed by this move because, like you said, you got the network for everything. You probably just want to watch a match. You got the Internet. You could probably just watch a match there. Yeah. And WWE, by the time they release the Blu-ray now, it's all going to be edited how they want it to be, where I still have my old school DVDs that have Chris Benoit and Chris Benoit commentary. <laughs> where you go on the network, you're not going to get that now. It's, yeah. I don't want to say revisionist history. They make their decisions right or wrong. 
Um, but I have the original DVDs or or even VHS. I'm really old school in some cases <laughs> where the logo is not blurred out in the corner. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but nowadays, WWE's going to do it. Like, <laughs> I like the physical copies from the past because yeah. I'm going to hear Edge come out to Rob Zombie. Yes, that is a, the music is a good point. But that's that's really even then if WWE puts out the, this year's Rumble on Blu-ray, you know that's fine. Maybe in two years, then we we don't get to hear that theme song used by Ronda Rousey now. Yeah, uh, you know we don't get to hear Bad Reputation. I lose the rights to it in two years. I switch her theme, whatever. Uh, even then, any new Blu-ray now of a collection piece is going to change this music to what they want. Yeah. So I'm not disappointed by it. I have what I what I generally want at this point, but you know it, it's times are changing, and that's the reason I brought it up because WWE is definitely making some some waves. And even then, it's not necessarily all their decision. With Best Buy announcing yeah. they're going to start doing away with CDs. Yeah, that's actually I was going to bring that up, and then just it just seems like everything is going that direction. So. Yeah, it's a generational thing. Uh, CD, yeah. DVD sales are down. Uh, you know, I still like the physical copy of movies, uh, but uh, but the young lady I'm closest to in my life, she is a big downloader. So, you know, it's 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 it, I, times I, are changing. So, and uh, yeah, there's video, an age gap between us. The same way. I, I'm really old, and uh, the girlfriend is really young, and like really oh. dangerously young. So, <laughs> like awkwardly, like creepy. You should probably call the cops on me, young. Wow. Not really. You saw, you know, one say. person's listening to this and taking that seriously, by the way. I was like, I'm sitting there going, I didn't think she was that young. Why didn't I think <laughs> one person that is taking that seriously right now. I'm going to look into this. Stalker, don't look into it. It's not that. There's an age gap, but it's only like 30 years. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, two more things, then we wrap this up here. Uh, so there are rumors going around of the newest WWE Hall of Famer to be announced. Ivory was announced this week. Congratulations to yes. uh, the, the former women's superstar, founding member of GLOW and all that. Uh, but there's a, another one that uh, just amuses me to no end, Slapnuts. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, oh. rumored to be inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. Man, why would you do that? Why I mean, would it, it does open the door for like, hey, any, anyone can get in. Um, well, okay, let's let's before you you dive in too much. Let's look at his his stats, if you will. Jeff Jarrett, six time WWE Intercontinental Champion, WWF okay. Intercontinental Champion. So six time IC Champion, one time WWE Tag Champion, one time European Champion. Three-time WCW United States Champion, four-time WCW World Champion. Hmm. So is I he still no, not Hall of Fame worthy? I had no idea he had won the world title that many times. In WCW. I knew he was a world title holder. I would have guessed twice, not four times. Wow. Okay. You can tell I did not watch WCW. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we say it's a WWE Hall of Fame, but now it's all of wrestling. We've seen... yeah exemptions in the past so we know oh, it's, sure. it's anything um i don't know like if you go based on stats yes he is probably hall of fame worthy but the way he you know left started your i don't know do you penalize a guy for starting a rival promotion no 
I don't think so. I mean, the guys, the guy, the guy has wrestling in his blood. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rick Rick Flair is a Hall of Famer, and yeah, I mean, he had a great great run. Still has a great run with WWE now in some capacity, but for many many years, he was the one that nearly ran them out of business. Yeah. Yeah, and and Hulk Hogan. I mean, they 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 have a love hate relationship with Hulk Hogan, but he obviously went and went to WCW, tried to kill WWE. I mean, the guy tried to get Vince McMahon in jail. So it's true. So I, I, I if Jeff's Jeff's not a headliner for sure, but but I say that he should be in the Hall of Fame. If nothing else, maybe it's a thank you to his family. It's true. It's I, I see why people are reluctant. But I also, to me, it goes to show that WWE has a bit of, um, I don't want to say lenience necessarily, but they, they understand that maybe having some competition out there is a good thing. Yeah. And just, I don't know, it's passionate. You know, they, they accepted him into the drug rehab or the, the, the rehab, maybe not drug, yeah. but alcohol, whatever, rehab program. Um, they sponsored him. They paid for his stay. He's supposedly cleaner, happier now. Um, and, and who knows, maybe they want to use his expertise moving forward, and this is a, a way to heal some wounds. That's true. Uh, see Jeff Jarrett down working at NXT? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe teaching. he takes over SmackDown. Can't be, can't be any worse, right? Uh, teaching Elias how to swing a guitar correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's an uphill battle for Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I think Jeff's a Hall of Famer, but that's just me. I, I would be shocked that it happens already because yeah. it's not like he's that far removed from the other companies. Maybe maybe that's where your issue comes in is just how quick this would happen. Yeah. Um, it also is like, hey, we're trying to make every single TNA Hall of Famer a WWE Hall of Famer. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. There's only five TNA Hall of Famers, like maybe six. Uh, it, it, what is it? It's Jarrett, Gail Kim, Kurt Angle, Sting, Dudley's, Earl Hebner. Mm-hmm. And after this year, for sure, three of those are Hall of Famers. Sting, Kurt Angle, and the Dudley's. Possibly Jeff Jarrett. So you're leaving Gail Kim and Earl Hebner as the only solo TNA Hall of Famers. And Hebner deserves that spot, goddammit. Yeah. Gail Kim, I see both sides of the argument. Uh, her WWE run was never very impressive. Her runs were not very yeah. impressive. But elsewhere, especially TNA and Impact Wrestling, she had a, a great impact. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah. she did. She did have a great career there. Yeah. So the last story I have is something that uh, I was on vacation for. Uh, I, I have no idea how it followed up, but thank you for posting this. Also on our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> Izzy, the super fan, Bailey's super fan, had a promoted appearance at Punk Pro Wrestling in uh, Port Ritchie, Florida this past weekend. Please tell me somebody listening to this at least knows somebody who went. Oh, God, I don't know. One of our uh, Facebook followers that commented on it, though, says that she manages indie wrestlers in the Florida independent scene. But then you don't need to promote her appearance, then, do you? Well, maybe if she's not, like, maybe she manages other, like, for a different company, and this is a different thing. I don't know, but apparently she's known in the Florida independent scene. But holy crap, she had Bailey Mania, no, Izzy Mania merchandise. (laughs) 
and and other crap. Holy God! You like, you have you have kids. You have daughters yes. uh, yep. of various ages. Uh, at least one the the age of Izzy. So I your, believe so. Yeah. So so your thoughts on what her her parents are doing is this good? Like it's cool that she's getting out there as a kid. This is a dream, but as another adult, you're like, oh, what are what are they doing to their child? There's a lot of things where I'm wondering, you know, and I guess YouTube is kind of doing the same thing now, where you know, there's all these YouTube channels that are quote kid run, uh, but you're looking at, you know, they're making money, so now they're getting into parts of like child labor laws, and and now YouTube and and the law are like cracking down on it and making sure that. The kids, you know, don't look, you know, deprived doing it. That you know, they're they're actually into it. But what what if that's their gimmick though? Then YouTube's yeah, really got this true. big conundrum that the gimmick is yeah. the kid is reluctantly doing it. Yeah, that's that a joke. Ha ha ha. Eh. It's uh, it's tough. Amazing. It's a tough it spot. But but, but now, you, yeah, lo- so if your daughter, for, yeah, was in Izzy's spot, would you try to make money off of it for her or yourself or both? Oh man, I, there's, I don't know. There's part (laughs) of me that like, as a businessman, I'd be like, well, it, it it seems like it grew organically from her being ringside at all these NXT events. And, you know, she has a love for it. I, I would do whatever I can to, you know, foster her passions and that's, that's great. Nobody seems to be faulting WWE for exploiting her over the years either. Exactly. So now when you're sitting there and going, well, you know, she really loves doing this. There's this chance that we can make a little bit of money, you know, for her or, or whatever. I assume for her. I hope that that way anyway. Saving for college uh, at least. Yeah. At the very least, putting a college fund together. Let's be honest, she ain't going her. to college. <laughs> Not if she strikes while the iron's hot. No. Uh <laughs> But that's what I'm thinking is that maybe maybe the idea is that, you know what, if you wait a year or two, this could all be gone. So might as well do it now while she has the chance. I, I still think it's kind of ridiculous, but I could almost see where the parents are doing it. I mean, there's there's future benefits to it if she wants to be a yeah. WWE superstar or, or, or a wrestling superstar of some mm-hmm. extent. Yeah, started young. Paige started young, and it, it's kind of worked out for her too. I mean, there's there are examples of yeah uh, of success stories. So they're not all nightmares, but at the same time, Izzy is very young, and yeah. now being an internet celebrity and and a wrestling celebrity to some extent, pathetic or not, she is a wrestling ce- a celebrity now. You also now risk, you know, her psyche. To the point of, yes. you know, there's trolls. There's going to be people that purposely, like, I'm not a fan of of Izzy, the on-screen character. I don't yeah. know how much is her, how much is act. I don't know. For sure. Um, yeah. I assume it's really her, but as she gets older, she may just be playing it up. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell her to her face, oh, I hate you as a person, da-da-da-da-da, because I'm respectful like that. <laughs> yes, but there are a lot of... Uh... Yes, exactly. Trolls that are not as respectful as we are. Like I would never like I'm sure that she's going to get and and she's a cute kid, but I think she'll probably get destroyed. Like people are just jerks in general. 
Mm-hmm. And people are just uh, so angry naturally, right? Yeah. Like right now, this day of age, people are angry. And it could it could be a lot of guys going, "Oh my God, I could never." Like she's having the time of her life, realistically, and these guys are going, "Oh, she's living my dream," and they're just going to tear her apart for it. Yeah, I mean, for it's, better or worse, it's it's a very vulturous position that she is in, and as a parent, I I can't even imagine putting my my child in that spot but at the same time if my child loves it i can't imagine not supporting that yeah i mean and so maybe they've had this talk with her maybe they've had a couple Uh, talks with her about i I would hope yeah being prepared getting ready because there's also some people that take it too seriously that even if they're not trying to ruin her they may just be against her character yeah and like and and if they go off on her as a fan in person over the computer, whatever, because people are just dumb. We, we talked about the radio stations, these adults tagging the wrong Hanson. And not just one station, numerous, numerous idiots. Stations, yes. And so when you start getting, you know, less professional, people that may pay less attention, there is she ready for this? And maybe the answer is yes. I don't know. I don't know. Is she readily, really mentally prepared to have a grown man laugh at her while she cries because her hero lost the title. <laughs> right? Is she ready for me? <laughs> I, it's, I, I, it's a tough spot. Uh, <laughs> my first reaction, as you know, was WTF. Yeah. Yes. What is this? Uh, do I blame the company for doing it? Well, got us talking about it. Yeah. Um, are they really punk pro wrestling with no G at the end? They really like that's the handle. So. There's no G at the end. Wrestling. I think so. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, let's talk about that for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, <sighs> yeah, it's we're not backwards hillbillies. There's a G. <laughs> if I, I guess a cost, like I have no idea how much she's she's running for this. I don't know. But as a guy that books <laughs> talent, I want to know now. Yeah, well, look into it, and then um, and then Noel Foley's bozo clown boyfriend. Why don't you uh, see what his asking price is too? Why don't he start making appearances? No, Brock Lesnar guy can start making appearances. <laughs> uh, you know, he actually he, he actually has a following, so might as well book him. And he's a nice guy. I, I've yeah. met him a couple times. Yeah, we um, Shocked Undertaker guy, uh, Angry Miz girl. Why don't we just book them all? That's a whole wrestling convention right there. I think you might be on to something right there. Yeah, nobody steal this idea, okay? Yeah, no. This is our idea now. Balls, book them. I will. I'll take care of this. I'll be their moderator. You book them. You do all the professional behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll do the fun stuff. Yep, that sounds like how it normally goes. Yeah, I like it. That's why we normally let Greg do these shows. (laughs) So we can be lazy. Yep. You lost it. You just heard a portion of the internet's best kept secret. I wish you died in the womb. Hoping to get your comments. What? Hear what you've been missing by checking out the show archives at russingaudio.com. 